this week on Dig Me Out. With your hosts, Jason Ziak and Tim Minichi. Jay, this week, we're back with our last episode of 2018. It's Christmas Day, Jay. The presents have all been opened. The eggnog has been drunk. We're all exhausted from waking up at 540 in the morning when our kids scream to open presents and... We made a cup of coffee and watched them tear open 20 presents in 30 seconds. And now they're playing with the boxes, not the presents. This will be the first Christmas. Yeah, first Christmas in my daughter's life that she will have Christmas morning at her own home. <laughs> because we're not traveling on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's so I'm us looking too. For, I'm looking forward to that. Us too. Yeah. It's crazy. Good. Uh, yeah, it's the first year. So... Congratulations on being at home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we made it through another year, Jay. Another amazing year. We had so much fun with so many different episodes. We're going to recap the year and uh, talk about a whole bunch of new and interesting things for 2019. Yes, it's hard to believe we've done 80 of these. I'm still trying to get my head around it. I know. When I see the number 415, <laughs> it's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Of course, we would not be to that number if it was not for the amazing community of folks that are supporting this podcast uh, a big shout out goes to our folks at Patreon who have been supporting us for the last couple of years helping us to achieve some goals that we wanted to do this year we kicked off our very first Dig Me Out 80s episode that was a lot of fun yep. and uh, we're looking at doing some really interesting and fun stuff which we'll talk about a little bit later we uh Put together some polls, Jay, because we wanted to recap this year and talk about some of the stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get an idea of what people liked and, and just what their thoughts were on, on this past season. So one of the things we asked was what people, uh, as far as the roundtables went, what were their favorite episodes? And the voting ended just like a minute before we started recording this episode. Hot off the press. Hot, literally. Is. I couldn't hot, even handle hot. this paper. It was so hot. hot virtual paper <laughs> so what we learned is that there's a lot of it's it's spread out yep 19 percent was the winner which is not and it was split amongst two different episodes right both of them were what we call genre dissection episodes where we go into a genre of music and talk about the history of that in the 90s the power pop in the 90s episode and then the desert rock episode which were done a little bit differently but were basically mm -hmm. the same concept those were the winner at 19% now at 10% we had stuff like albums of 1998 digging your scene new york u2 in the 90s the spoon origins episode side projects of the 90s and then at 5% we had aerosmith digging your scene dayton drummers of the 90s the only one that didn't garner a vote jay was the sophomore slump revisited the chinese album by space hog no votes at all no votes at all wow well it's pretty obscure that's true that's true 
and the uh, the roundtables tend to be more uh, general audience oriented. I think you had some questions that you threw out to people, Jay. Yeah. Uh, one of those questions was with regards to the albums that we yep. have released or not released that we have reviewed. What years people thought most of our albums can't have come from over the last eight years, and then well, you gave four options, right? Yep. Ninety three, ninety seven. Mm-hmm. 98 and 96. Mm-hmm. Now the voting was tied between 93 and 96. Okay. What's your vote? What would you have guessed? My guess. So when we started this podcast, Jay, we tended to go with more obscure stuff that tended to be like weird second albums, which mm-hmm. I think is going to fall in the later latter half of the decade. So I'm taking 1993 out of there. Uh-huh. So my guess is going to be 1996. Oh, so close. So we have ve- we have indexed on the the middle and second half of the decade um, quite a bit. So our top year for re- for album reviews is 1997. Mm. We've got 49 reviews. Coming in second is 1996 with 45. That was close. And then 1994 is third with 43. So pretty close there. I think what's more surprising, or maybe not, what year do you think we have the least reviews from? I'm going to say 1999. Oh, nope. We're actually doing pretty good on 99. I think this year we had quite a few. Yeah, we'll get some more obviously next year. All right, tell me what it is. 1990 we've only reviewed seven albums from 1990 really yes it's <laughs> like so we we got some work to do there because uh 49 to 7 is basically the the gap between 1997 and 1990 coming in second and third 1992 with 17 and 1991 with 20 so the whole first uh three years of the decade we have under reviewed i'll need tell to you why make up for that because when we started doing the round tables they, I think, started when we started doing the, um, you know, the album review roundup. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2015. So it was 1995. And I think that in terms of albums that have been selected, for whatever reason, have tended to fall. Like people will say, hey, since this is 20 years, let's do this episode. Right. So it, it's tended to push albums that have been from 95 to 99. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting into that first third of the decade because it, especially 1990, that's just a weird year. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean the albums we reviewed from then are are, are always odd, and it's just an awkward like adolescent phase. It seems. Yes. Uh, so it'll be fun. Uh, I guess not in the upcoming year, but the year after. Hopefully, we'll get in pretty deep into 1990. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was surprised I, I, that it was just that far out. Like only seven i thought maybe you know 20 or something but uh that's uh that's unfortunate and then this year we've uh definitely made up for the 1998 so we've done 15 reviews this year from 98 that and, makes sense uh, six from 99 and five from 95 okay so filling in some gaps there yeah i think people like to pick ones that have an anniversary when they're doing their 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 anniversary 12 month pick mm-hmm. that makes sense sense so let me ask you yeah we discussed this we were gonna we were gonna pick our as far as reviews go we were gonna pick some of our favorites Mm 
yep. from this past year. So tell me, I guess, I guess, let's put it this way: pick a few runners up, and then tell me uh, your favorite review or discovery through a review that we had from this year. Um, for a discovery, uh, I've got quite a few here. The top of my list uh, that's a pure discovery would be Finney Scad, mm-hmm. uh, the album Wider Screen, recommended by Darren Leach. So, I mean, this was a pure, I had no idea this band existed. Right. <laughs> I mean, like the name sounded made up. I mean, just no re- no point of reference whatsoever. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, a, it's one that when it comes on, just in the, the rotation, I, I always am surprised at how good it is and how much I enjoy it. So that, I think that was my, my, uh, my number one discovery. How about you? Well, you know, it's weird. We had a lot of great records, a lot of them that I really enjoyed. I think I probably gave more worthy albums this year than any mm. year that we have done this episode, done this show. Yeah, um, me too. I re- I enjoyed revisiting ones that I sort of knew, like the Scott Weiland record, like the the James record. I kind I th- I felt like oh I kind of know this record, but I really kind of didn't. Uh, the Manson record, those sorts of things, and then I liked getting into records like the Manx Street Preachers when we did that back in January revisiting this is my truth because it's such a fascinating record in their discography the one that i will say that is still to this day like one of the most confounding albums and when people say i've had people you know talk to me about the podcast that have never listened to it and they'll say well what's a record that like really like was crazy or you weren't you know quite what quite sure what to make of it i'm like sheena ringo yeah, yep. That is one where I will put it on, like I'll be in the somebody. I'll be driving somewhere. And they'll be like, you know, going out to dinner. <laughs> Someone's like, "Oh yeah, don't you do a podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then it'll come mm. up, and I'll be like, "Let me play you this." <laughs> <laughs> that Shozo yeah. strip album is so crazy and all over the place, and so many musical styles, and so much stuff going on, and it's just such an assault, and. I'm still processing it. I don't still, you know, 100% know what's going on with that record. Uh, mm-hmm. There were a lot that I've, you know, I, I, quite a few that I was familiar with going into this year, whether it was Built to Spill or, you know, the Posies or what have you. So there wasn't as many discoveries as much as relearning some stuff or revisiting some stuff that I kind of knew. The Finney yeah. Scad one is a great pick because, yeah, we'd never heard of that and. There's a lot of interesting stuff. Same with that, um, uh, the Falling Joys record that had some interesting stuff on it. That again, we'd never heard that band before. Yep. Um, and even the Prick record. Yeah, that, that's uh, on my that's on my discovery list too. Yeah. Good job, uh, Retention Pond Honeys. That was a good. Yeah. Pick. Yeah, that was one that uh, I vaguely remember the band name, but uh, right, right. Really was surprised by how much I liked the record and just how unique it was um I, I think that's what as i go through my discovery list what uh what what i like most about this year there's just a lot of really unique sounding bands here finney scad um lusk which was a band i was aware of but it just ne- had never listened to the record uh james stelter brought that to us mm-hmm. prick retention upon honeys yep i thought the gathering was was surprisingly good mm-hmm. um scott witt brought the, that to us and that's a record that if you would describe it to me, like what it was going to be like, I probably would have not listened to it. But setting that aside and just giving it a chance, um, 
I think that's a really interesting band. I'm with you with the Sheena Ringo record. That was my number five. Crawford Blair brought that to us, and that was just yep. eye-opening on a whole world of music that <laughs> neither of us knew existed. And then there were some rediscoveries too. You mentioned a couple, but this is probably the year I spent the most time with Frosting on the Beater, and I finally, I think that album clicked for me. Um, Adam mm-hmm. DeSoto recommended that. I think maybe our my favorite episode though. So setting aside the record, just the episode was the local age pack up the cats because yeah, um, Steve Mazinski and Dewey Cole were on, and they're just so knowledgeable about that band and the record that. Uh, it was. It's fun when we can kind of sit back and learn and have some folks on that know uh, the records instead of us stumbling around trying to figure things out. Right. So I thought that was just a fun episode and super informative, and hopefully people liked it. I think in terms of pure fun, yep. that and then a surprising fun was the Guar episode with Andrew O.C. Uh, mm. Just because we were so unaware what we were getting into going into that record. And, True. And I think if you had told us that we were going to walk away thinking, eh, not bad. Yeah. We yep. probably would have been <laughs> in denial. Yeah. And, uh, we actually got something out of that. So I, I hope, I hope to continue that Halloween episode tradition going forward as well as like we did the previous year and this year and, and next year. Now, in addition to our reviews, we only got to a couple interviews this year, Jay. Mm. Uh, we got to chat with Craig Wedron of shutter to think uh, he had a new solo record out. He's been involved in a lot of different projects. Um, we got to talk with Eric and Bill from Ultimate Fate Book. And then we got to have on Johnny Polanski, who was actually, that was something that was supposed to happen like a year ago. And then just the timing of the his album release got delayed and we ended up having to bump that. And, you know, behind the scenes stuff happens and you don't get to do things when you when you're thinking. Um, you, you know, this was the first year where we didn't have an interview almost every month. We didn't, we've, I don't think we've ever done an interview every month, but we've always done them like every other month or, you know, seven or eight or year. So this was a, a, a much slower year in terms of that, but yeah, I guess but all those were fun interviews. Uh, yeah, have- I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the, uh, both of the, the quick uh, Craig Wedron and the Johnny Polanski, just because it gave me a chance and an excuse to go back and listen to a lot of their material that I hadn't heard. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of the Craig Wedron um, 
solo stuff. I liked I like a lot. Um, I enjoyed that, and that stayed in my rotation for uh, months after that interview. Um, I thought the new record was really interesting. I thought the VR thing that he did was pretty cool. Um, Johnny Plonsky has been involved in so much stuff. I feel like he's somebody you could talk to, you know, two, three, four times and not even start to scratch the surface of, uh, yeah. of the stories and all the work that he's done. I mean, Craig Wedger in the same way. So those were just fun. I mean, I know we didn't do a ton, but those two, at least I think we were able to go deep and talk to some people that have really good inter- interesting histories and very strong catalogs. So, yeah. um, qual- we went for quality this year, not quantity. Yeah. And, and I want to highlight the, the ultimate fake book episode. It was fun to uh, to have Eric and Bill on and and get to talk with um, you know a band that was coming up uh, at a much different level, mm-hmm. but was playing sort of the same area and, and clubs that we were playing when we were a band. So that was a really interesting perspective, you know, to talk with a band that was on a major at the same time, but also you know dealing with very uh, similar issues and and stuff that we could identify with being a band from the midwest and so that was a lot of fun i enjoyed uh getting to talk with those guys Was your uh, what were your favorite roundtables? So roundtables were a blast this year. Um, I kind of agree with the voters in that I couldn't. It was really really hard to pick one particular roundtable. Every single one of them were fun. We had great guests on for every single episode. I really enjoyed the digging your scene episodes because they were so drastically different. To go from New York City to Dayton, New York, we had a great group of folks with uh the new york city episode and then to have the dayton episode you know with uh with garen the author uh nate from guided by voices and and various bands that he's been in and then uh eric who's doing the brainiac doc i mean that was just a lot of fun and dayton has such a rich history and it's only 45 minutes up the road for me and you know i'm still learning about the musics there and and we've you know, weirdly covered a lot of Dayton with regards to, uh, you know, Guided by Voices and and Mink and, uh, you know, tangentially some of the other bands from the area that have played with those bands. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. So I think that one was one of my favorites. I also really enjoyed the Aerosmith episode only because it was such a divisive episode that it yep. was it was really fun to talk uh, about that band in in a way that was as much exhausting as it was uh <laughs> entertaining which i i also want to point out we can get we can get to talk about it on the episode but if you have not had the chance to read steven tyler's biography i think it's called does the noise in my head bother you i think that's what the title is it is written like he talks oh, so God. there it is like stream of conscious like 
wham bam wazadaza like you know he has he yeah. has some dave david lee roth in him well the david lee roth book is written that way too so right so i highly recommend picking it up because that actually helps fill in some of the weird crazy stuff that happens to that band in the 90s and helps make sense of it gotcha um so what about you what are your favorites for this year uh the desert rock discussion was uh, a lot of fun. I love that we were able to get um, Jason um, Georgiatis on and really dig into his movie because that that just made it more complete for me mm-hmm. to be able to watch that movie. Um, and then I, there was another movie. Um, there's another movie about the scene too. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but I watched both together and then was able to like I just got into the research for that quite a bit, trying to stitch everything together and try to get the timeline. And all the different people straight in my head. Right. So I just had a lot of fun, like preparing for that, and then to be able to do the discussion around a movie. I don't know. It was just different and made it a little bit more fun uh, for me, at least. And I learned a ton. New York City in the '90s uh, was was a lot of fun too. Um, to to dig into that, it was sort of like the LA scene where you know there, there's a lot going on there. I think that's one where we just started to scratch the surface. Uh, same thing with the drummers in the '90s. I feel like that was one where kind of the the guitar the guitars of the 90s episode like as soon as we wrapped i just felt like we have a lot more work to do right <laughs> in terms of like we were i think both of those episodes at the end or like the last minute are just us rattling off names of drummers and guitar players because we just realized we had forgotten so many amazing people so um those are three that that really stood out um and the uh looking at the download data the roundtables were quite popular in the overall scheme of things so yeah we're, we're not alone with our the fun that we had this year with roundtables uh, of the top 10 downloads this year seven um are roundtable episodes with the albums of 1998 as our top download for the year the drummers of the 90s was number two uh new york city was three u2 came in fourth i, I kind of expected u2 to be um kind of repeat what we did with van halen that was a very popular episode and I just thought with the big man name that that would always make it more right. downloaded, but uh, it didn't do as well as Van Halen did. Uh, Power Pop came in after that. Side Projects, the highest album review uh, from a download perspective this year was uh, Manic Street Preachers. This is my truth, followed by Proximity Effect by Not a Surf, and here's a surprise: the last two, Ultimate Fake Book, made the top ten. Interesting. So. Uh, very cool. I know they have a very passionate fan base. So yep, and they're no doubt that was getting them. active again. I guess. Yep. And then um, last around at the top ten, digging your scene, Dayton. So awesome. Good mix of like you know sm- small scene stuff and uh, lesser known bands with some mega acts as well. So Jay, let's talk a little bit about next year and the roundtables because clearly people enjoy the roundtables and. To this point, I mean, I don't want to, like, take full, like, responsibility or, or whatever, but I've kind of been, like, the one directing the what, what, what we're going to do on the roundtables. Yeah. I, 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 the first one of the year is pretty obvious. We just do 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and we do the album review. And then when we do, like, genre dissections and dig in your scene and sophomore slump revisited and in the 90s, I just sort of pick what... I kind of think would be the next logical one to do. 
and throw in some random ideas like, hey, let's do drummers of the 90s or let's do side projects of the 90s. Or in previous years, we've done stuff like Guitar Gods or, you know, 90s music and TV shows or compilations, whatever we could think of uh, to, to create some, you know, interesting discussions. Going forward, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> and this is what we've done with the reviews too. Like when we started right. the show, I think the first two or three years were a lot of you and I just flipping through our CD collection, like personally yep. what we liked. And I think we both had lists of albums that we, we wanted to get to. And then it became pretty clear that uh, our listeners actually had <laughs> and much better taste sometimes. And also it made it fun for us to go find records that we never knew existed um, right. and be able to experience them for the first time. So, you know, the reviews have obviously evolved to the point where now, I mean, uh, 99% of the reviews that we do are all requests and recommended mm-hmm. by our listeners. Yep. The majority are coming in from the listeners either by their 12 month anniversary pick or they're submitting them to the website, digmeoutpodcast.com and we're putting them into a poll and they're getting yep. selected via polls. Frust review. So honestly, I don't, last year we didn't select a single album to review, and that's how it's going to be going forward as well. We don't have any spots to pick of them ourselves. That's okay. We had a ton of fun. <laughs> At this point, I've kind of like, I'm not that I don't have a bunch of obscure records that uh, I could pull if I had to, but uh, I've hit the good ones. I think. I right. Think. <laughs> My goodie bin is is empty. But here's what we want to do going forward. We want to involve our Patreon community, Patreon community, in helping pick out our round table topics, and that means helping pick out what genres we're going to dissect, what scenes we're going to check out, what huge bands from the '80s and '90s are going to be part of our in the '90s round table series. Um, we're going to figure out what origins we're going to do, and then the random episodes you know i have a bunch of ideas for future seasons in terms of what we could do and i'd also like to throw it out to our patreon community what what do you think what are episodes you'd like to do roundtables on explain to the people in some in some broad strokes as they say what we want to do with roundtables starting in 2019 well, we're going to be opening up some uh, a whole new set of tiers on Patreon, um, wide range of offers and different benefits and rewards. And one of the tiers we're going to be opening up um, is to be able to join a committee to vote on uh, what our roundtables are. And we're going to keep that pretty tight. There's only going to be so many folks allowed in. It's not going to be, you know, any. Uh, it's not going to be a huge group of people. Um, so. A small group of uh, uh, council will uh, decide what these uh, roundtables are going to be as we go forward, and uh, we'll kind of we'll stay with mostly the formats we have, unless we, you know, have some discussion around maybe creating some some new ones, like you mentioned. But uh, but yeah, we're going to hand it over. Um, I think both of you and I have kind (laughs) of at this point we're getting to uh, scratching the bottom of the barrel in terms of where where we want to go. I think. It'll be interesting to see where, uh, um, what other genres people bring up, what other scenes people bring up, um, what what uh, legacy acts we should revisit. I think there's been some pretty good recommendations out there um, over the course of the year and suggestions, and we've wrapped here and there on what we should do. So, yeah, we're going to open it up for the people. We're also going to be adding in 
some cool things like uh, exclusive stickers. So um, I'm working on a design, uh, probably a couple designs for different tiers, and there'll be a you know kind of a, a special logo, a special sticker that you can throw on your laptop or on your car or whatever. Um, and then we're also going to do some exclusive T-shirts. So coming up with a design for um, exclusive for the patron tiers um, that only you know the select few who join those will be able to get. So yeah, some cool stuff um, we got planned, and we're hoping to do more of this. Kind of create a little community around uh, the people that are that are making the show possible, and also making it as good as it is in terms of bringing their knowledge and experience and memories and tastes and all that to the show. And it goes without saying that it's the Patreon community that's driving all of this, and we once again are very thankful for everyone who's contributed. Whether you're at the one dollar level or the seven fifty level, whatever it is, we go through, we put up in the future. You know, everybody's voice is important in terms of adding comments to our episodes and voting in our polls, and it really helps steer us in the direction that tells us where we want to be going in terms of content for the website and in terms of reviews, roundtables, interviews, all that kinds of stuff. We'll probably be whatever we do in terms of the roundtable episodes. We'll have to do a, a nice amount of lead time, so that once we determine what roundtable we're doing, I can book the guests. Yeah. Because uh, what essentially what we'll be doing is handing it over and saying, "All right, here, we're going to be doing or digging your scene in March. What's what city are we going to do?" And yep. you know maybe we'll throw up ten cities and say, "Vote away," or you know maybe that'll be left in the comments and we'll we'll tally up what's in the comments we haven't decided on that yet we're still figuring that out but uh it's going to be driven by you know consensus so i'm really looking forward to seeing what people want to hear and want to check out um especially because you know we've already done la we've done chicago we've done new york so what cities do people want to visit what bands i know there's People have brought up bands to me and said, hey, why have you done this band? Or what's you should do this band for in the 90s and X. This would be awesome. I want to hear what's, you know, what your group would say about this. So I'm looking forward to hearing what the community yeah. has to say about that. I think for like the origins concept, this is going to be uh, really helpful. Yeah. Um, I know we didn't, we've done Spoon. I think uh, the patrons will be a good and our, just our listeners in general will be a good source of inspiration there to try to find some bands that are good candidates for that so we can continue to do that theme and we can um, also discuss you know how many in the previous years we've done two dig in your scenes two genre dissections two in the 90s and then one or two sophomore slumps we can determine you know do we want to continue to do one or two do we want to add a second origins per year i mean there's plenty of options in terms of bands to choose from we just have to decide there's also plenty of bands to, to choose in, in terms of sophomore slumps if we want to continue doing that. We might even put up polls, decide if we want to continue certain topics for uh, the the series that we've done in the previous year. So, again, we'll put that out there starting in 2019. As of this episode, you are all now aware that there is a giveaway via our Patreon page. We're giving away... Uh, as a nod to our Digging Your Scene Dayton episode, a fresh pressing, sealed, beautiful copy 
of The Breeder's Last Splash, along with a copy of Garen's book, Rebels and Underdogs, the story of Ohio rock and roll. Just like last year, we gave away a book and a final record. We're doing the same thing this year. Last year, we gave it away. Tara McCook won. She went out and bought a record player so she could play her record. So we're hoping to drive the economy in the same way. And that we will give this away and it'll drive someone. Maybe maybe it'll go to someone with a massive collection already. And maybe it'll go to someone who doesn't own a record player. And this will be their first record. And they'll start collecting records after that. Who knows? Nice. But um, we're happy to spread a little Ohio love to uh, our patrons out there. So as of December 31st, when the clock strikes midnight, if you are not a patron, you cannot win. But if you are a patron before that... You can win that. We will announce the winner on New Year's Day, probably later in the afternoon, after we have slept in, you know, till like 8 or 9 in the morning, whenever our kids wake us up. We'll do our little thing with our magic wheel and spin it, and we'll pick a winner from our patrons. doesn't matter what level you're at, what tier you're at. Everybody's eligible who's a patron, and we'll ship those out at the beginning of 2019. So, and that's a thank you to everyone who has supported us in the past year and and the past couple years of Patreon. Yes, I like to think that we're building a, doing our part to just build a little bit of a different uh, history around rock music, you know, like we're talking about a lot of bands, albums, topics that largely nobody else is ever going to talk about. So, right, um, you know, so it's the... We're really looking to bring more people in, really, you know, get some more ideas going, share the ownership of all of this, um, make sure it stays online. That's a big thing. You know, the more more we do, the more expensive it gets to keep and harder it is to organize. But I just like to think that, you know, even if we can make do a small, play a small role in uh, maybe having an alternative to what Rolling Stone is going to leave behind in terms of the history of, of this music you know, it's nice to think that we maybe we can do something to at least annihilate a couple people here and there that uh, there's more to things. There's more to the 90s than Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Green Day and Radiohead. Right. Which are fine bands. I enjoy them. Right. But there's more to the story than that. And that's what we're telling here. A lot. So, more. you know where to go. Patreon.com forward slash dig me out. Dig me out podcast.com. iTunes. If you want to leave a review, we always enjoy the feedback. Gives a little, you know, happy little feeling in our tummies when we when we see that five star review. That's always nice. That's just gas. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> just all those co- Christmas cookies you ate today. I did eat like probably between twelve and fifteen Christmas cookies. Oh my god! Today. So, and I've had two glasses of red wine, so (laughs) I am ready for bed. Not going to lie. It's only 947 and I'm like, good night, folks. Yeah. But that's okay because our job is done here. We have put a bow J, a J bow, a bow J, bow Jackson. I don't know why that came on. A bow jangle. A bow jangle. On 2018, it's done. It's over with. Another stellar season is in the books. Thanks, everyone who has listened. Thanks, everyone who has downloaded, streamed, 
Oh, we're at Spotify now, in case you didn't know. Yeah. You can listen to us there. Just uh, search Dig Me Out Podcast. Boom, there we are. And Subscribe of course you and can. You never have to leave Spotify again for the rest of your life. You can find our playlists there for most of our roundtable episodes and interviews that we put up. If you want some, you know, music that's been selected just for you, that's where you go. That's I'm it. Re- I'm ready to I'm ready to crack open some more presents, Jay, and and see what else is under the tree. I think Saint Nick brought me some other uh, some cool socks and whatnot. So I'm excited to get this tuxedo off and back into my sweats. Yeah, there you go, Bobby. Strike up the house band. <laughs> Bobby's our intern. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I don't know if you, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. He's not the intern. He leads the band. That does a imp. That does a perfect note for note cover of Dig Me Out by Slater Kinney that begins and ends every episode that concludes our year. So that's actually not a recording. That's Bobby and the intern band that's covering that. (laughs) Bobby and the intern band. That's what they're called, Bobby and the intern band. (laughs) This would be the best cable access show ever. (laughs) It would. You you in your basement with Bobby and the intern band. Damon Zek's got nothing on us. (laughs) That's only for Columbus folks. That's the only only people are going to get that. All right, for Jay, I'm Tim. We're out of 2018, and we'll be back next year with a new episode of Dig Me Out. Thanks for listening. To support the podcast, visit www.patreon.com forward slash digmeout and become a monthly subscriber at www.digmeoutpodcast.com where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages as well as our merchandise store at Zazzle.com.